Gives me great pleasure to welcome to the airwaves now Craig Gabriel, the one-man band when it comes to all things tennis, travelling the globe and he finds himself in Paris with clay at his feet. The French Open is up and underway. Craig, always a pleasure to have you on the programme. Thanks very much for joining us. I suppose first up, what what are we looking forward to up over this uh, this first week? Already there's been carnage on the court last night with the, uh, with the women's side of the draw. Yeah, absolutely. I should say bonjour, Darcy. Comment allez-vous? Um, yeah, look, yesterday we did have a bit of carnage. In fact, the first couple of days we've had a bit of carnage on the women's side. Let's just put that yesterday with Barbara Kajikova, the number two seed, who is the women's defending champion in singles and doubles. This was her first match since I think, about early February. Um, she's had this arm injury, hasn't been able to play. She says it's okay now, but to play her first match at a major um, after four months off the tour is, is a big ask. And I suspected this was going to be very difficult. But then when she won the first set 6-1, I thought, okay, she's into this. And then suddenly, as she quote, I'll quote her, I hit a wall at two love in the second set. Diane Paris, who's 19, a very good, talented young French player, turned things around. And she came back from a breakdown in the second and a breakdown in the third to end up winning. So um, Krajika was certainly in tears yesterday after that result. Um, you know, and she bows out of the tournament. Annette Contevi, the number five seed, who for some people probably would have been like the second Second level, third level of favoritism for the tournament. She's had a pretty good run of late, beaten by one of my girls um, uh, from Australia, Alia Tomlanovic, 7-6-7-5. And that was really good on AJ's part. It was nice to see. And, and uh, she's a lovely person. I like her a lot. And uh, I was very happy for her. Looking across the board, I suppose we've also got no uh, Naomi Osaka. She's been knocked out of this as well. But this, I, I suppose, yeah. does this not summarise the joy of the women's well, draw? You just never know. You know, you say about Osaka, and yeah, people will think, oh, my goodness, that is a massive upset. And in one sense, it can be regarded that way, but she's unseeded. She lost to the 27th seed, Amanda Anasimova, who's now beaten her in back-to-back majors. Anasimova beat Osaka at the Australian Open in January, and she seems to have the wood on the uh, the Japanese player right now. But Osaka is also not somebody who's comfortable on the clay. She's had a patchy run into the French Open. Um, you know, she's very comfortable on a hard court, but when it comes to clay or grass, you know, she's she's sort of sliding all over the place and is just not right on the surface. So, yeah, so some people say, oh, it's Osaka. That is a massive upset. But when you look at the finer details, you know, it's it's the it's not quite the upset that might people people might think. Would it be reckless to look at favoritism right here, right now? And we're still only at the the very um, embryonic stage of the tournament, Craig. Oh, look! You know what? On the women's side, the hot, hot, short, uh, as the French would say, being hot uh, favorite is uh, is Iga Swiatek. I mean, she hasn't put a foot wrong. She's on a twenty nine match win streak now after her six two six love victory over Alessia Serenko of U- Ukraine yesterday. Um, and she's playing with a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, when you consider that about 12 months ago, she was not comfortable being in the top 10. And here she is world number one and totally at ease with her position and the way she's playing. So that's the pick on the women's side. Um, you know, I think it's tough at this point to look beyond uh, uh, Sriantek as the title favorite. And on the men's side, 
oh, you know, take your pick out of the three. Um, Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz, who I, I just think the world of. And this Carlos Alcaraz, this has been a, a crazy rise and rise. I'm presuming he's been on the horizon for some time, you know, a wee bit about him. How, how well do you think he's going to go now that he's, his name is in lights? He is going to go gangbusters. I know his coach was a former world number one, Juan Carlos Ferreira, who won the French Open. Uh, So Carlos Alcaraz, or Charlie, as he calls himself, is just an incredible individual. He is a lovely guy, ready smile. He's very humble. He's very down to earth. He is just having the time of his life at the moment. You know, so, you know as, as I remember an advertisement many, many years ago that, uh, that said some teenagers come to Paris to learn history, others come to make history. And I think, you know, this is somebody that we could see doing that uh, in, in the game. And, uh, you know, 19 years old, he only turned 19 a couple of weeks ago, and, and he really is an incredible talent. I mean, when you look at his run on the clay this year, he's beaten Djokovic, Nadal, Zverev, all those sort of guys. Definitely one to watch for the future, and hopefully over the next couple of weeks. And Craig, always good to have you on. Really interested in your thoughts around the uh, mm. tumult around Wimbledon at the moment. ATP have said, look, no ranking points. Some players are going, well, I might not go if that's the case. What's the angle on this one? Where do you sit on this one? Uh, oh, this is such a dicey situation and topic. It really is. And, you know, and my thinking at the moment is that tennis just shows it is not united in, in some of the thinking around all this. And you've got players coming out and saying, right, this is the right move that the ATP, the governing body of men's tennis and the WTA, the governing body of women's tennis have taken because they control the rankings and the ranking points. As an example, Wimbledon does not have any say. It's To put it in an easy term, Wimbledon has the rankings it's sort of under license. They're allowed to use them for, uh, for the tournament, but they're owned by the WTA for the women and the ATP for the men. So that's what's happened. They've withdrawn because of Wimbledon's ban on the Russian and Belarusian players. So a lot of players are of the opinion that the, these players should not have been banned. They can't be responsible for what their governments do. But on the other side of this, people will say, well, the Russians could be using this sort of thing as propaganda. Um, and Wimbledon, pro- I would also say, had it in mind, let's say if um, somebody like Arina Sabalenka from Belarus or Daniel Medvedev from Russia end up winning the respective singles titles, they feel it'll be a bad look for the future Queen of England, the Duchess of Cambridge, presenting trophies to, to these guys um, if it came to that. So there's all this sort of stuff that's come into thinking, but uh, you've got some players saying, we wish the, the, these players were allowed to play. Um, you've got other players like somebody like Naomi Osaka suggesting Wimbledon has been brought down to an exhibition level because there's no ranking points. I know that the young, the, the Australian um, Chris O'Connell, uh, he says, well, to me, it's a bit of an exhibition. He says, my aim is to get uh, points for the top 100. I, I, I'm think, rethinking what I'm going to do as far as playing Wimbledon. So there's, there's a bit to still play out on this, but it is such a dog's breakfast right at the moment. Djokovic last night said um, it's good that the, the, t- the ATP 
was solid and firm in their decision to make this uh, a situation, this punishment. But, um, you know, he, he also feels that Wimbledon didn't do quite the right thing because there were various options on the table and uh, they decided just to ban the players. It's a story that's going to go on and on until Wimbledon starts, maybe even finishes. Craig Gabriel, as always, thanks yep. for your time and expertise. You enjoy yourself over there in Paris. Merci, merci. Au revoir.